0: Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of Vacation Rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guest's big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built Vacation Rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie.
1: Welcome to Alex and Annie, the Real Women of Vacation Rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we are joined today by Pete DeMeo of uh, Travel Boom Marketing. And this is actually a three-peat. This is a a repeat, (laughs) repeat, the third time that Pete has joined us on the show. And I think on the second time, we said we couldn't believe we got him to come back after the first time, but no kidding! wow, (laughs) this is a record now. Pete, welcome to the show.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much. It's awesome to be on the show. I really enjoyed the first two episodes and I was like, you know what? I bet we can even make one more work out of it this week. I think no, so. I think we I think can get more than more. we
0: can get more than one or <laughs> one or three out of you. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, so, no,
2: this yeah. is my favorite okay. part of the day. I'm happy to be here.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, so, if anybody is is not familiar with the episodes that we've had in the past, I would definitely recommend going back and and listening to them because they were there's a lot of great content about direct bookings and marketing strategies and OTAs. Um, and we'll put, include the links to those two episodes that Pete was on in the show notes. But Pete, before we get started, just in case somebody didn't has not heard them, um, can you give our audience just a little bit of background on who you are and what your background has been?
2: Absolutely. So my name is Pete Tomei, like you said, I'm the COO of Travel Boom. And we are a agency that specializes in helping independent hoteliers succeed online. So if it's web development, pay-per-click management, meta management, email, you name it, websites, we do pretty much everything under the digital sun to help those independent hoteliers and small property groups really succeed and be able to drive more direct bookings.
0: awesome. awesome. So you came back, we we love to pick your brain on marketing. We love to pick your brain on all the things you know. And one of the things that we have um, discussed throughout our careers, but then also through the podcast is the fact that there's a lot of things that hoteliers, hotel operators can learn from vacation rentals and vice versa. And so what one of the things that we wanted to talk about was kind of um, front and center on any, everybody's mind as we went into like show season this past fall. And I think moving into 2023 is the worry of recession, whether it's actually coming or it's not, is still kind of debatable, depending on what part of the business you're in or what market you're in. Um, but we wanted to talk about the, I think it was, we were going to do the top five things that you could do to recession proof your Property management marketing um, for the coming year. So uh, we thought you were the best expert to bring on for that.
2: Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's an it's something that's definitely top of mind with everybody right now. Yeah, you know, we're mm-hmm. seeing you know in- inflation starting to really creep up. We are seeing you know people being a lot tighter with their wallets, and it's starting to change how people think about twenty twenty three and their vacation plans. So you know, there's a lot that hoteliers can do, or should I say, property managers can do. To not necessarily, I, I say recession proof because that's a better clickbait headline. But the reality <laughs> is, is uh, we're we're trying to do is batten down the hatches a little bit and make sure that we don't have waste or marketing that's not falling on the right ears. And that's really what we're trying to trying to accomplish with uh, our topic today.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like a cleaning house, I feel like, because yeah. in COVID, we did the same thing that when we all we didn't know when our next reservation or dollar was going to be coming in, we all had to take an extreme you know pencil to the budget and look at what could be eliminated. And I think that's really something that people should do and businesses should do every year, you know, because if you don't look at it, you start things start creeping into you know, your your tech stack or your budget that you might not even be using anymore. So just making sure that you're checking up on that on an annual basis is just good business going forward. But I think your first point on how
2: to recession-proof your marketing actually speaks into that pretty well. Right. So I mean, my very first point is to actually look at your invoices and your tech stack to see what you're not using. And I would equate it to the 10 streaming services that we all have. Yeah, you know, We exactly. all have yeah. <laughs> you know, Facebook, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, uh, HBO, you name it. And the reality is, if we're not using those, we're burning our personal budgets with no return whatsoever. And from a property manager's perspective, it's the exact situation. It's really easy to sign up for, uh, you know, back in the beginning of COVID days, we had paid Zoom accounts, paid WebEx accounts, paid GoToMeet accounts, and it was... Easy to forget that you're spending money there, but now that money is getting tighter, I think it's really smart to look at that. And say, can I be just as effective with fewer fewer tools that I'm not yeah. using?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, are there are there any like just off the top of your mind that you run into <clears throat> that you think that people could maybe uh, say cut corners, but eliminate that maybe they don't need going into the new year that they could do? You know, they maybe they've learned enough from the software that they can be doing it themselves.
2: You know, I think that's a it's so going definitely on a case-by-case basis. Sure. One of the things that I've... Because I think coming out of COVID, we all did a pretty good job cutting those you know, services that we weren't using at all. But then we became more reliant on the platforms that we did decide to keep. And as technology improves, it gives us an opportunity to go back to our vendors and say, hey are there opportunities for me to reduce my budget? You know, look at those invoices that you're paying and make sure that the partners that you're using, you're fully utilizing their services. Uh, You know, a perfect example is a lot of the email platforms that are out there now, you might be able to find a comparable platform that costs less, or you may realize that you may be paying for an AI component, let's say to your email marketing, that you're actually not employing on a day-to-day basis. Does it make sense to go ahead and start using that? If it doesn't, get with your vendor and see if you can reduce some costs there.
1: Yeah, that's a great yeah, so- point. And even just making sure that the things that you have signed up for, that you're utilizing them to the to the fullest, because it might not be that you want to necessarily eliminate that service, but if it's something like you just mentioned, an AI component that is not being fully used, okay, well, now's the time. You've got a little bit of time before booking season starts to figure out how you can get that in motion and you know get the most out of it in the new year.
2: Yeah, and yeah. one specific example that I can think of not from a property management perspective, but from an agency perspective, is going through and looking at our Adobe Creative Cloud, Photoshop, Premiere Pro, all the things that you know Adobe offers. And what we realized is that we had a couple of people who were power users and we had a couple of people who didn't realize that they even had a login. And you're paying yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what? Guess who's yeah. not getting power, uh, Photoshop oh anymore? God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah licenses
1: and, and seats on any um subscription type thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. I
0: yeah. think it's a good it's a good opportunity too, all the way around to renegotiate contracts. Like end yeah. of year, sure. just, you know. Again, there there may be parts of the contract that you had that were. Um, you needed a lot of training up front that you don't necessarily need that training, and you don't need the um, support that you needed when you initially onboarded with them. So, go through yeah. those contracts and see what what pieces of it might not be, um, you know, part of your operations currently or you need it moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, great. Well, what is tip number two, Pete? So the next thing I would say is after you've made sure that you are efficient in terms of your invoices and tech stack, is to make sure that your analytic systems are truly optimized. And this goes beyond making sure that you have your login to GA4 or whatever platforms that you might be using, but really make sure that they work. I think this is one thing that I'd see happen time and time again, even with us is, you know, analytics is not a set it and forget it thing. It's right. something that you set and then you go back and test and retest and test again on an ongoing basis to yeah. make sure that you're able to see the performance of the marketing that you're putting in place. You know, so if you have a paid campaign, you want to go through, test that pay-per-click campaign, make sure that you go through the entire process from the web, from the browser to the booking, and you can say, okay, look, Pete DeMeo went on, did a search, made a booking, and I can see that my analytics has a tie back to my pay-per-click campaign. Yeah, Those kind of things absolutely. are just fundamental.
1: It's funny because yeah. that's actually in my new role at Costco, that is my number one initiative that I've said is that we, we need to figure out first. We need to go through all the tracking um, on all the different sources that we have and make sure everything is implemented correctly. Because to get a baseline of where we're at now and where we want to go, you have to make sure that that's correct. And it's really easy for things to get changed over the years that you were using certain variables or certain components. And that's how it's tracking was tied. But as code has changed or programs are changed that it just, it disconnects. So yep. definitely believe
2: in that for sure. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting. I would say track this all the way through because a lot of times, like for instance, I have a client who has a legacy website, very old platform and their hosting company upgraded the version of PHP that was on the server. Yep. As a result, it broke one of the forms. Well, it didn't break one of the forms on their website. It stopped one of the forms on their website from feeding to their CRM. It was still sending confirmation or thank you emails out. And it was still storing the data locally in the database. But that connection to their CRM was broken. And they didn't know this for months. Until you go through and do that whole audit process, And then what you realize is like you've collected is kind of that old Seinfeld episode. You you can take Mm -hmm. all the reservations you want, but if you don't fulfill them, what's the point? (laughs)
1: exactly. And that that. client
2: had that exact same problem where they were, (laughs) they were getting these requests. They were getting stored in a database and they're adding to an email database, but they were never getting to CRM where an agent could respond to them.
1: Wow. How do you, how do you suggest that companies handle something like that? So do you suggest you have kind of like a playbook of all the different forms on your site all the different places that things are supposed to connect. Because what, what also happens is if somebody in a business leaves, if your IT person or a marketing person leaves, and they're the only one that knows what was supposed to be happening with that functionality, that's where things the ball really gets dropped. Um, so how do you suggest somebody would organize that? <laughs>
2: I mean, Alex, that's a tough one. So in, in a perfect world, you'd have a...
3: What's that? <laughs> yeah. Post-it notes. Yeah. yeah, I suggest
2: post-it notes. And particularly, Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Just, just write everything down. Uh, having don't a float, open a window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. There comes the marketing budget. Oh.
2: All right, we have to start over again. Literally move um, right out
1: the window.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think one of the best things that you can do is... You know, right now we're talking about going through and auditing that process. Mm-hmm. Let's audit and actually document it, and have yeah. a flowchart somewhere that says: yeah. user enters, bad, yeah. they do a a quote request for a vacation rental. It's going to go to my CRM. It's going to go to an email database. It's going to notify this person. It's going to do this, and that way you can come back, say, three months down the road, and check again and make sure it's all working properly. But there's there's really no easy way other than say okay, it is the first of the month. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to test this form as if I'm a consumer incognito browser and go through the whole process.
0: Yeah, that's that's a re- that's a really good practice. And probably one I wouldn't have thought of just because I never play in that side. But it makes me think of the conversation we had when we were talking about um, disaster preparation and marketing and how you need to make sure like you turn campaigns off versus turning them back on. And I think a lot of times people get, get so busy and in for you know, vacation rentals as a whole this last year and the last two years, the seasonality has just extended because the demand has just continued to be there. So I think that people maybe, while they had a plan going into it, that was implemented, they may not have gone back and checked, like, did we turn this campaign off? They still might be doing stuff to buy word keywords for summer that they don't need to be buying in the winter and forgotten to turn right. some of that off. So the, the whole audit process for your marketing is, is pretty important.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yep. and you know, the, Absolutely. And me, the other thing I would say as well is, Look at your analytics stack and figure out where you can make things easier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one thing that I think a lot of people don't use enough is Google's Data Studio, mm-hmm. which is a mm-hmm. kind of a visual reporting platform that can pull in Google Analytics data, can pull in your website data, CRM data, all kinds of good stuff, and create some simple dashboards that will help you audit that process. And that's updates real time. So anytime you're, you feel like checking, you just pull up your dashboard, you might see that there's no vacation quote request coming in that tells you, oh, there probably should be. So let me roll up my sleeves or, you know, start my testing process to figure out why.
1: Yeah, and and you don't ever want to rely on your vendors that help you, whether it's the service or an agency. You can't rely on them to be checking this for you. You really have to check it yourself. <laughs> yep. I mean, this. I think that's that's what ends up happening a lot of times is people just assume, well, they're still charging my credit card, it must still be working, right? But that doesn't mean that they're making sure it's working on your account. Yeah, exactly. They're right. just getting it, the money. <laughs>
2: yeah, and their part might be working. So in that example of yeah, the. Yeah. Uh, lead form that wasn't getting sent to the CRM. You no, know, you have a lot of different vendors who are all working together theoretically, but if their portion's working, they're not going to know that something's broken. So yeah, if exactly. the, yeah. the CRM system, Same in that one problem. example, they see leads aren't coming in, mm-hmm. their system's not broken. They just see that they're not getting leads. So they're not going to necessarily raise a red flag. That's going to be on you as the, the vacation rental manager to, to handle that part.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. What do you think? I just want to ask you real quick on uh, Google Analytics and GA4. Are you having your clients use both at this point? I mean, I'm sure you've switched most of them to GA4, got that installed, but are they running both the old and the new until GA4 takes over?
2: We are. So we have, everybody's pretty much switched over to GA4. There's a few that we're still working on. That GA4 process is a little bit more complex than yeah. I think any marketer yeah. expected out of the gate. There's yeah, it sounds different- like it. Yeah, But uh, I don't see Google shutting off universal analytics at the end of July, like they say. I don't see how they can.
1: Yeah, I think it's more of a, they had to put a deadline to get people going that direction, but it seems hard to believe. But yeah, interesting. Okay, great. What is tip number three?
2: All right. So number three, I think is the most important one that you should be doing if we're in a recession or not, but that's making sure that you're maximizing your owned assets. And what I mean by owned assets are things like your guest history database, your marketing database, your current guests. And even though it's not technically your owned assets, your social media presence and your social media profiles, make sure you're doing everything you can to have a direct line of communication with your guests and that your guests regard you very highly in terms of communications that they receive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: You know, we always talk about how it, you know, in recessions, everything gets more expensive, including your marketing. Mm-hmm. And if you have a very limited budget where we have to start making cuts, you want to say, okay, I need to go out to my email database or my SMS database, whatever it might be. And I need that thing running at 110%. If I send out an email, I want to make sure my click-through rate my conversion rates are through the roof. Because if right. that doesn't work, now I got to go to my paid media, such as pay-per-click, search, yeah. whatever it might be to help mm-hmm. augment my traffic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's about owning your own audiences, right. And just making sure you have an always on presence with them. And that's really how, you know, I've always approached marketing both in previous roles and and we'll be doing so with Casaco that you always have to have something out there. And even if it's not necessarily marketing uh, sales special related, you just, you want to stay top of mind and just, um, Making sure you're doing that across the different verticals mm-hmm. of those audiences, not just doing emails, not just doing social. You have to do it all. And it has to be kind of working in harmony there,
2: yep. Now, and I would say kind of I mentioned social assets as well. You have to be very careful there because you know while you have a presence on you know multitude of different you know social platforms, mm-hmm. those are the social platforms get customers you are getting to have access to them, but it's very limited access. And you may have to pay to reach a wider share of that audience. So make sure that that is the thing. That's the icing on the cake versus the platform that you're relying on. We'll be back in a minute after a word from our
1: premier brand sponsor, Wheelhouse, the ultimate revenue driving machine.
3: Things that have gotten us through the last three to four years has been a rigorous and strict budgeting process and really looking at our numbers, not only the finances, but forward-looking as we can be in terms of sales numbers, revenue management, leveraging some of the best tools in the industry. We use Wheelhouse um, as a way of managing rates because we've moved from the very kind of traditional um, block season rates. And um, when you move into daily pricing, essentially 365 pricing seasons, all those complex rate rules that go into that, you realize the amount of data you're now working with and you need a sophisticated tool in order to be able to manage that. That's Robin Cragen, president and founder of Moving Mountains. Robin and his wife, Heather, manage a portfolio
1: of 200 luxury homes and ski chalets in Steamboat Springs, Breckenridge, Vale, and Beaver Creek, Colorado. Robin shared with us his thoughts on the current state of revenue management and
3: vacation rentals and why this area of the business is so important to homeowner relations. It's more in tune with how we look at revenue management than uh, what we had been hearing in the past. I think the, uh, the early iterations of uh, revenue management were our tool is great. It can react to the market. You can just set it, turn it on, and it will do the pricing for you. And quite frankly, I, that scared, scared the bejesus out of me. I mean, just the idea of letting a machine make a decision. You know, rate management is complicated because it's one thing that you're reacting to what's going on in the marketplace, but we also need to consider the goals and objectives of every individual owner. And we have owners that are very specific about minimum revenue per night. They do, they do not want to receive just a few hundred dollars per night for renting their home. It's significant, meaningful revenue for them. And, they, and our owners really worry about wear and tear. And so they, they don't want to see high occupancy. We have to balance that our business interest is to rent their home. But in their interest, we also need to preserve their asset. We asked Robin how he made the decision to go with Wheelhouse over other pricing tools. So we liked that about Wheelhouse, that it was more of a manageable expense. It's a per unit cost. But also, you know, we weren't just sold on, on the pricing structure. I think the tool they've developed is extremely easy to use. It's very intuitive. We heard at darm John Derule gave this great presentation where he was uh, explaining that it's about presenting you with the information that allows you to make good decisions and distilling that down into decisionable data so that you, as the supercomputer, that is essentially, you know, human beings are still smarter than machines, point that you can make that interpretation of What do I need to do to move the needle for this property for that week? We're still learning to to use some of these tools. But I think distilling down a ton of information that's out there in the marketplace is helping us to make better decisions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I would say to anybody, you know, a, a large majority of our listenership, they rely very heavily on Verbo and Airbnb in particular, but other OTAs as well. Now is the time to be developing strategies to retarget those guests um, with specific messaging on why they want to book direct with you so that they're not paying traveler fees, so that it's easier for them to communicate. And really, that can be a whole ongoing campaign. But if you have not set it up in that manner, just starting off the year that way, because Believe me, come January 1st, Vrbo Airbnb and in big destination markets, they're going to be spending a lot of money on their own marketing and P, uh, PPC campaigns at your cost. So go ahead, get to those guests, seg- segment them out of your database so that you can get in touch with them and remind them that you're there and the local experts for them to book with.
2: That is so true. It's the same thing in my in the hotel world where you can't rely on Expedia and booking.com and all the other OTAs. It's the same thing with right. Airbnb and everybody else's. If it's not yeah. your guest, it is not their email address that's coming through. It is someone else's guest that you're fulfilling their their booking.
1: Yep. That's right. That's right. Channel
0: should be used to build your database.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes we take it for granted that, you know, in... Our market here in Myrtle Beach and where Annie is in Panama City Beach were markets that have been strong destinations for a long time that have really played the long game in terms of building direct booking strategies. And we all kind of operate uh, or have operated a little bit more like hotels um, as far as how we, we structure our marketing plans. But a lot of the companies that we talk to when we go to the vacation rental events they've, a lot of them have never done this stuff. They, they've never yeah. had a book direct strategy. They really have just relied on the OTAs. So um, the more you can lean into taking this time in the off season to planning for, for the next year and just really building out that long-term
2: strategy, the better off you'll be.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, let's go to the next one, Pete. Number four.
2: So number four is... You've already had to make some cuts. We've cleaned up our wasted budgets, but we really need to keep planning for future cuts. And yeah, you know, there, there's a saying: you, know, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And the thing is, before you do that, you want to check to make sure that there's you know, you want to check the water first. You don't want to just dump everything out and right. lose something important. So what I would say is, when when time comes to actually cut budget, it's say it's three months into twenty twenty three. And you see that I expected to have X budget and I need to now cut 30% off of it. War game that scenario and figure out where where would I cut that now? So when that time comes, you don't have to stress and think about how you would remove 30% from your budget. You have that in your back pocket. You can say, oh, when I'm told to cut budget, this is the places where I think I need to cut it, where it will be least impactful to putting heads in beds.
0: Right yeah I think that's something yes, think- that people don't plan for is they especially coming off the last two years. and and I will say, um one thing that I experienced with partners that I worked with is they came off a really great twenty twenty one And I said to them, you know we have, we have to be cautious as we go into twenty two because it's not going to be the same. And we saw the numbers of like rentals growing in markets, and some markets were 100% more inventory. So while the demand was still really elevated, it seemed that demand was down because there was more inventory. But they didn't take that into account, that they needed to take their rates down. They needed to budget across the board and be prepared for when... Again, it wasn't that the market went flat. It was just that there wasn't enough demand to fill all the inventory that was there. And then once they realized it was a problem, they were like, "Oh my gosh, I've got to stop doing all of these things, or I've got to let staff go, or I've got to cut back." And to your point, if you can kind of foresee, you know, read the tea leaves ahead of time and be prepared for it, it's not as painful. And you know, it it, it like it goes to the point of you know, how do you insulate yourself from things to come down the road? You just it's all about planning.
2: Yep. And and the sooner that you realize that you're going to have to make adjustments, the sooner you make those adjustments, the better. Better. If if you know that you're gonna have to cut budget and you put in a strategy to to make that happen, if it takes you two or three months to actually do that, you've spent two or three months worth of budget on things that you really may not have had the budget to spend it on. Yeah. So have that plan. So the moment you know you need to make a change, you can make it right away. You're not spending time and marketing budget planning when you don't write a plan. Not yeah. digging
1: a hole that you can't get out of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, even, I don't think there's going to be a massive decrease in demand in 2023. Do you, I mean, is it, yeah, I think rates are going to go, rates are going to go down. We're going to lose some of that edge and and increase. Yeah. In, you know I extra think, I think demand revenue, is going to stay.
0: I think demand will go down, but I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of this inventory that popped on for the year. That was one off. Like again, I mean, you look at some of the the more urban markets, but Scottsdale and Houston and some of these markets that had like a hundred, you know, fifty oh, percent growth. Panama City Beach had an enormous growth. Some of it was yeah. a new hotel product, but there was a lot of people that just were like, "I'm going to put my unit on rental." They never mm-hmm. had done it before, and they right. probably won't do it again. And I think so. We're I think we'll see a decline where so the demand will will seem to be down, but it'll it'll just I think it's just leveling off of what the market getting back to a more normal. Stay, you know, normal normal subset of what the industry was before.
1: And I think that's that's where I I agree with you on that. And I think, but from a rate perspective, too, maybe that's what people need to be thinking about is that you know our margins were all so good these last couple of years that knowing that you know demand's gonna go down, we definitely we do not recommend cutting your rate significantly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you've got to look at what the market's doing and just knowing that your your margins on some bookings that you were making way more these last couple of years, it's, you should probably expect to be closer to 2019. Um, yeah. But that just as far as marketing spend, you have to keep that in
2: consideration. Yeah. And also factor in that, you know, it seems like 2023 could be a pretty good year in terms of, you know, people wanting to travel and get out. Sure. But yeah. from an inflation perspective, if you know our management costs are increasing and mm-hmm. the customer is not willing to pay more, how is that different than a decline in people coming to state your property at the yeah, end right. of the day you know from a you know revpar perspective you you have a problem it doesn't yeah, yeah, matter if it's on the expense side or if on the the yeah. occupancy side either way you have to have a plan to to address what is the root issue
0: mm-hmm. yeah and that goes where some one of the things that Alex and I have talked about is that, you know, a lot of people have a lot of um, analytic tools that they're using, a lot of data, and, and it's great. But you really have to be, un- understand your market and be in tune with your market and engage with your DMOs and engage with other, you know, Absolutely. your competitive set within the market. Yeah. So you know what's, you really know what's going on. Because again, what's happening to you might not be happening to the guy next door. And you can yeah. try to figure out why that is. And I think that some people, like to operate um, in silos, sometimes in their markets, if it's a very hyper-competitive market and not understanding that, you know, you want to keep your friends close and your enemies just as close or closer. (laughs) And for that reason alone, so you really have a good pulse on what's going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, creating strategic partnerships there—that would be number one tip that could be applied yep. to so many different topics. <laughs> absolutely, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, there's so much benefit to that. But it yeah, is our drumbeat. It, it, it's yeah. Great. I mean, working with your local CBB DMO—that's huge. And it's interesting to also hear too. I mean, the more that we talk to vacation rental operators in other markets. That in a lot of markets the CVB is not as big of a thing as it is in Pearl Beach or Panama City Beach or Destin or you know some of these historically uh, very you know foundational um, vacation markets, but there still are opportunities through them. Maybe you don't know about, and I try and compare it to even in our market. If you're not connected, if you don't know what your CVB is doing, if you're not in communication, you're automatically going to think that they're not really doing anything. And I've seen that happen with so many of our members that once they get into the mix, they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been missing all these opportunities for the last three years that I just, you know, we had one person that managed the account and now we just never know what's going on. So just keep in touch with them and just see, because even if it's not massive opportunities, there will be some, some things you can find there that you probably haven't uncovered.
2: Yeah. That's a really good point because really all a, a chamber or CVB is is a pre-made strategic partnership that you can participate in.
1: Yeah. Right. And, yeah. It's conduits you know, to find it's, other it's, it's, like-minded companies. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. You don't
2: have to start from yeah. scratch, go out and start knocking yeah. on doors of your, your competitors, which you probably exactly. should be doing regardless. But you know, mm-hmm. get involved with your chambers, get involved with your CVBs and, yeah. and see what they have to offer. Again, a lot of times it's at almost no cost to you mm-hmm. to participate yeah. in so right. many phenomenal opportunities
1: especially yeah. when it comes to advocacy too. So that's another yeah. point that we talked about, which is not related to this topic, but for sure, I mean, it I mean <laughs> yeah, it kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if regulations <laughs> it be, shut you down, yeah. then you don't need a marketing budget because you right, won't be able exactly. to market and you want not yeah. be able to write yeah. your property. Be prepared. So <laughs> all tied together. But yeah, creating those relationships so that when uh, re- regulation issues do hit your community, you've got a strong alliance there to be able to fight together and you know the people and it's not, awkward having to figure out relationships when you're also dealing with a uh, pretty tough legislation issues at the same time.
0: Yeah. And at that point, I think one of the things also just kind of on all of this, just talking with the, working with the DMOs is that, you know, coming off of two really good years specifically to vacation rentals, not so much to the hotel sector because the hotel sector has always had a voice within mm-hmm. DMOs yeah. and CDBs. Vacation rentals, not so much. And, you know, part of it was, part of it was just, not knowing each other, not engaging with each other, but now there's a spotlight on it and we're doing some stuff with Jennifer Barbie at destination innovate in January. Um, And it's, it's really one, the reason we got involved in it was we had had her on the show and she started to recognize with some of the demos that she was working with that there was a lot of uh, vacation rental short-term rental inventory and markets that, these dmo CBBs didn't really know it was there. And they mm-hmm. realized that they were very um, integral for them to survive through COVID. And so that they want to bring them into the fold. So again, Alex and I try to push to everybody, like now is your time to be part of the conversation and get your voice heard and be part of the marketing. And again, be part of that planning and see where you can utilize their services so you don't have to spend the money to do some of the things that you would typically be doing by listing on their websites or being part of the campaigns that they're paying for That Your bed tax dollars are are going to offset. So again, there's a lot of ways to kind of shore up what you're doing by being involved and being active.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well said. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Okay, so I think the next thing we want to go to. So, so you Oh, sorry, I'm whipping past you, huh? Oh no,
2: no, you're fine. I I think I was going to say the exact same thing you were, which is the number five thing you should be doing, and Ah. that and that is make your guests crazy happy. Yeah. At the end of the day, of we're, we're, we, our job is to be hospitable and make our guests love us. Yes. Yeah, there's a, a Seth Godin quote that I love. And it says, people rarely buy what they need. They buy what they want. Mm-hmm. And people don't always cut their, their needs. Or I'm sorry, they always cut their wants. They cut their needs. Cut, cut, cut their needs so yeah. As, as a, a property manager, you need to make sure that your property is exactly what they want. You want yep. to in, invest in your infrastructure. You want to really instill the importance with your, your staff, your and everybody that you have to create a legendary experience. You don't yeah. want that guest leaving saying, "Oh, that was a nice day." You yeah. want them going back to the old telling all and their delight, friends, "I just right. had the yeah, best right, yeah. day." Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Look at that social yeah.
2: amplification tools yeah. that are out there, and yeah. you know, make sure that you know the old saying of surprise and delight. You know, it's somewhat cliche now, but it's so true. Make yeah. sure that your guests are just blown away by what you had to offer that they have to tell everybody and they have to make sure they come back next year.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Bu- building your own audience and your own brand advocates. I mean, that is is so beneficial to you. And it, that literally helps you cut down on having to spend on marketing when you have... Your guests that are Advocate loyal, that they're yeah, that they're out yeah. there mm-hmm. <laughs> spreading the, spreading the love to their family and friends, and saying i just had the best time here. And of course, flip two always comes up in any marketing conversation yeah. that we have, but that's yeah. one of our our favorite uh, tools to be able to really really amplify the reach of um, your your current guests to get in front of their audiences, and just that builds a, a almost a viral effect. Mm-hmm. So that's flip dot <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: But uh, and I think if it's flip to or if it's even if it's just making sure that you know when you're guest on property you, you really instill that value. Everybody yeah. spends so much money driving leads to their website, driving conversions. Once you've invested all that money you know, pl- plan some of that investment to be making sure that you retain that guest for the next year.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. who,
2: like, when we kind of go back up the list of other things that we want to do, like to, you know, shore up our owned assets to make sure we're not wasting money. It all goes back to one thing is making your guests crazy happy. If they're banging on your door to come back, marketing becomes a lot less important when yeah. you already have 90% occupancy, because, Everyone will be crazy not to come back to next year,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're churning and burning guests every year, and you're having to continuously, continuously spend, that's that's not a good sign. You know, I mean, you should have a pretty good, healthy repeat guest guest rate if you if you and if you don't, maybe marketing isn't your main problem. (laughs) Might be operational problems. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: and I think to that that point too, though, and I would counter, I would counter that, you know, what we're seeing in the industry is is not as much repeat as used to be. Like it used to be that people only went to one market and that's what they did. They went to one mountain market, one beach market. And now there's just so much, there's so much out there for everybody to see. I think it it, it goes to... Building up um, that guest experience so that people are always talking about that experience, so that when your destination does come up in conversation, oh, this is where you need to go. So again, I think it's just it's building kind of that reach through through your guest experience, and and I love the surprise and delight. Like that is just such an easy way easy way to put it because there's so many times that the surprise and delight is reversed. You're delighted up front, and you get that surprise when you get there is not as not what you wanted it to be. So really investing in. That that yeah. part of the journey is part of your marketing. And It needs to be something that right now you're retooling and saying, like, how can we again take the time in the off season to go stay in your properties, experience mm-hmm. from from the guest the guest eyes, and understand like what are the things that I can do to make it better for them to stay with us and talk about us.
2: You know, it's funny, Annie, that you say that because uh, the part about not always going to the same destination over and over again. Last year, me and the family went to Gatlinburg. We got a nice uh, nice vacation rental property. We had a phenomenal time. We're probably not going back this year only because yeah. we're going to try doing like a lake house or something a little bit different. Sure. But we had a phenomenal time. And I've told at least three other people, two of which I know are going to the area this year or in 2023. Yeah. So even though I'm not going there now, the experience that I had yeah. drove me to drive. Basically, think of that as me being a repeat guest two more times. Because yeah. the reason that these people are going is, they, hey, Pete had a phenomenal time. Yeah. I know Pete and his family. I trust them. There's no higher, you know, credibility factor than, than that.
0: Well, you need to make sure that you sign yourself up for points and give them your points number. So you, right. <laughs> yeah, get that's
2: really what I should do. Yeah. <laughs> no, <but laughs> that's
0: that's, that's points. a really good point. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think that people don't pay attention to the fact that you came and then they're asking, how did you hear about it? It's like, I think people don't do enough of that to understand that yes it may not be pete coming back but pete recommended two people that came absolutely and so you know and i I don't know what the right answer is to do because i don't that that's a lot of extra work but i think it has to be something that's in your playbook of are you asking these questions how did you hear about us did someone recommend you choose us so that you can look back at your database and go oh pete came last year probably isn't going to come this year because again you don't want to go to the same destination every year likely anymore but is Pete going to come back next year? You know, maybe send Pete a note and said, thanks for recommending us. We got two bookings off of you. We'd like to offer you a discount to come back in the future. You know, something along
2: those lines. But
0: that's I a know. lot of work I like, to do on it. I,
2: I like Alex's idea of Pete points.
0: Pete points. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know we said there's only five things, but I actually have one more little bonus. Oh, a bonus, yes. Pete. Love a bonus, it. Pete. I love it. Ready? It's bonus points <laughs> yeah. for Pete. It don't is it. <laughs> keep some powder dry for opportunity.
0: Powder dry like property. deodorant. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta, yeah. Make sure that, you, know, you
2: raise your ha- raise your hand arm if you're sure. No. When, when, when you're sweating because
1: yeah, the bookies yeah. aren't coming. in Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you want some gold. Oh, yeah. yeah. don't okay. sweat
2: it. Buy gold bond.
1: Uh, <laughs> new
2: sponsor. Yeah, yeah. New sponsor. Uh, no, yeah. So, uh, in times like this, we're heading into a recession there's, it's a time of flux. So things are going to change, which means opportunities are going to necessarily re- present themselves to you. Mm-hmm. Make sure, even though we talked about cutting budget or pl- having plan for cutting it, make sure you also have a plan if things start going really well yeah, and you have an opportunity that. to yeah. jump in. Uh, you know, Alex, perfect example from a chamber perspective, a lot of times you might have remnant space, you know, going back to the old print days or an opportunity for a partnership and you need to throw a couple thousand dollars to it. If you're the person in the market that has the wherewithal to do so, it becomes a multiplier in your marketing efforts Mm -hmm. because your competitors are not able to take advantage of it. You have a little bit of your budget that's still ready to go. You can throw it at an opportunity real fast, take advantage of something and capitalize before other people in the market can do so.
1: Absolutely. And I I guess this is a little bit counterintuitive to some of the points that we've made about cutting your budget, but really, you know, when you look back to COVID, um, the companies that did keep their marketing going, and that that was certainly the companies and the destinations that were able to keep their marketing going, saw massive gains in market share. So, mm-hmm. you know, this whether times are bad, or if they are good, you know, it's really... It's it's an opportunity to 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 move the needle for your company, but yeah, having those op, mm. op, the, having those plans of what you actually would put that budget to if you had a little bit more, but also being mindful of even if things aren't as great next
2: year, you know, keeping yourself uh, top of mind awareness. Yep. Well, here's the thing too to consider as well is just because you have budget allocated for opportunities, if no opportunities come, you still have that budget available. So right. you might, if, mm-hmm. if I have to cut and I go through Q1 and there are no opportunities, I have budget that I can say, well, this last minute opportunity budget that I didn't use, that's part of what gets cut. So yeah. you actually can be much more effective because you're planning for both opportunity to show up. But worst case scenario, if it doesn't, you have unspent money that you can then put toward things that might really be need to have yeah. some investment thrown toward them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Pete, How thank much? you so much for all of this stuff. Um, I, Alex, I I'm sorry. Did you have a, one last question oh, before we wrap? No, up? No, no, no. That's oh. fine. That's fine. Um, I think that what I would love to do is when we get on the other side, maybe into the into the quarter, the first quarter, kind of see where we are, like going into in the spring and summer. Love to have you back and kind of revisit this and see like where we're at, and maybe you know, maybe everything's going gangbusters, and we just give people more of the Pete.
1: Points to <laughs> marketing. Points, yeah, points yeah. To marketing. No, we're, um, we're, de- we're definitely on a roll now. Yeah, um, I think so. three <laughs> it's yeah. <three-peat>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. But I mean, the reality is there, there's no way to recession proof your hotel marketing. But yeah, the goal is, is that you're better prepared to take care of your guest needs and you're better prepared to handle whatever comes your way. And you know, if, if you're the most prepared and your competition is not, it's going to put you in a better position.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now's the time to do it. So it's yep. just early December. You've got, depending on the month that you're in, I guess, if you're in a ski season, you're already in your heavy booking months right. right now. But if you're in beach destinations or on the East coast, you've got a little bit of time before things start getting real busy. But um, thank you, Pete, again for coming on, and we will definitely have you back in 2023. I think we're going to have several more opportunities to have you on the show because you're just such a, a great uh, voice for the tourism, hotels, vacation rental, all all of the parts of hospitality. You're very well-versed and we always enjoy talking to you and it's always a good, good laugh and fun.
2: <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you making all those lies up for me for your no,
1: audience. No, it's true. <laughs> we, we love having you It's yeah, yeah, we, we still uh, haven't got you to sing your jingle yet, but we'll, we'll let you we'll sing. We'll get that. <laughs> hey,
2: you, gotta have, you gotta have a news item. I will sing on the next one for sure. Yeah. A New Year's resolution. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah we yeah, we should sing about a New, re- new Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: well, next time we'll record at happy hour so we can get you motivated to Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. That'll help. Yeah. That'll help. A
2: little glass of bourbon always gets the music. <laughs> there you <going>. go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome. Well, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, Pete, where where can they reach out to you and Travel Boom?
2: Yeah. So the best thing if you want to get in touch with us here at Travel Boom is go to travelboommarketing.com, where you can also find us on LinkedIn at Travel Boom Marketing. Me personally, you can find me at pete.demeo at travelboommarketing.com or on LinkedIn, it's simply as just pete.demeo as well.
1: Awesome. If anybody wants to contact Annie and I, you can go to alexandanniepodcast.com. And thank you again. Thank you to Travel Boom, too. You guys have been wonderful uh, supporters of the podcast. We truly appreciate that. And we appreciate everybody listening. So until next time, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Pete. Thanks.